Okay, it's that time. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. I am probably going to be doing two podcasts tonight because I just went down a rabbit hole with this whole SVB nonsense. I did a couple of podcasts on it earlier. didn't really go into it. So this comes from the Daily Mail, right? And this kind of goes along with the idea of what I said before about there is something fishy going on with this bank. And in the Daily Mail, only one member of the failed SVB's board had a career in investment banking, and the rest were Obama-Clinton mega-donors who grieved when Trump won, including one who went to sh- the Shinto shrine to pray when Trump won. Tom-, Tom King, not Tony King, 63, was the only member of the Silicon Valley Bank who had experience in investment bankings. The other uh, individuals were major Obama and Clinton mega donors, and one was caught crying. Tom King, 63, was appointed to the board in September. Uh, He previously served as the CEO of the investment banking arm at Barclays, and he had 35 years of experience, but that's about it. That's where it really ends. Other board members included a former Obama admin employee, a prolific contributor to former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and even a Hillary Clinton mega donor who prayed at a Shinto shrine when Donald Trump won. Oh, poor baby. So bad. Oh. And when the bank fell on Friday, it was touted that the bank had one black, one LGBTQ plus member, two veterans, and the board was made up of 45% women. Oh, thank goodness we had all of that. So what this says to me is uh, we could be looking at a rise in masochism because they're going to come after the women again because women can't do anything right. Hell, they can't even be women correctly. That's why we need trans people. Uh, But only one board member is under the age of 60, while the oldest is 78. So the other people were major donors to all of those Democrats, including Chuck Schumer, Senator Mark Warner, and among those members were Phil Cox, sits on the governing board of Next Gen Cyber Talent, a nonprofit, uh, Kate Mitchell, who co-founded the National Venture Capitalist Association Initiative and uh, focused on advancing opportunities for women and underrepresented minorities in the venture ecosystem. What is a venture ecosystem? I mean, how many times can you jerk off onto your own face? These people are so obnoxious. Major or Mary J. Miller, a former undersecretary of domestic finance of the U.S. Department of Treasury, who ran in the 2020 Baltimore mayoral race as a Democrat. Uh, Oddly enough, coming from Baltimore, this thing went south. Shocking. Kate Mitchell, 64, who also served on the Silicon Valley Bank Board since 2010. During that time, she donated $50,000 to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential run. And this is the idiot uh, who decided to take a trip to Kyoto that Thanksgiving after Trump won to pray in a Shinto temple because she was so distraught. I prayed for me and us to get beyond our grieving and shock and to figure out how to engage and listen to what happened and come back together. Please, you should have stayed over there, sweetheart. Nobody wanted to see you ever again. Uh, She had early celebrated how 97 
50% of the tech industry's donations were going to Clinton's campaign. She was very proud of that, and she couldn't stop talking about that for a couple of years. Uh, Elizabeth Busy Burr, 61 years old, credits her success not to her business experience, but to being part of an improv troupe. That's right. This is a person that's on the board. Uh, I've learned a lot from doing improv, and it's influenced how I think about leadership. Now, she said all of that in mime, but luckily they had a translator on hand. Burr also detailed in that interview how she saw her role as a director as being about getting companies to diversify. That's right. This is a little Democrat wet dream. Uh, Is that... (laughs) There's a wet dream and a wet nap joke in there somewhere. Uh, Okay, so we all need to start with being conscious, she said, recognizing that if we aren't solving the problem, we are part of it. And people of color in this country face far more difficulty uh, to achieve their dreams and so on and so forth. And blah, blah, blah. She went on and on and on. So then then, uh, we have Garen K. Staglin, 68 made a name for himself as the eponymously, epon- <laughs> eponymously, oh man, that's a good word. I got to use that sometime, uh, named Staglin Family Vineyard in Napa Valley. He and his wife, Shari, bought the 61-acre property in Rutherford, California, 1985. And guess what? They're a mere 15 minutes away from Nancy Pelosi's estate. Oh, they must have good friends. I wonder if they knock on each other's door to borrow a cup of sugar. Uh, So that, I mean, the point is he gave uh, the Biden victory fund $10,000. Hillary Clinton, $54,000. And on and on and on. Barack Obama, $35,800. Democrat National Committee during that time, $11,000. So what do you get by all of this? You get the CEO that headed it, Greg Becker, And he was uh, pretending to be a philanthropist, but really what he was doing was he was just enacting Democrat policies from his position, abusing his role as CEO. I've brought this up many times in the past. This is the only way Democrats actually do something, is when they abuse their power, is when they... You know, they'll they'll create a law, legislation, they'll pass it, even though it is illegal, and they'll wait for that to be challenged in the courts. But until that time, they're going to run whatever piles of crap up the flagpole as often as they possibly can until the court says no. So these people, and th- that, that article did not mention, or at least I didn't get to it because there's more to it, uh, didn't mention Barney Frank. I brought up Barney Frank last time before, or Blubber Titties Frank. Because that's what Donald Trump called him when he was wearing a merino wool sweater with no undershirt in front of Congress. And he had those titties going in every which direction. I mean, it is the epitome of calm your tits. And these are the people that were sitting on the board of SVB. Do you start to kind of question what was really going on here, knowing what we know about how Hunter Biden and the Biden family operate? Hello, Metabiota, uh, Rosemont Seneca Partners all of those biolabs in the Ukraine and wherever else they act. This comes from Fox Business, Greg Becker, CEO of the bank. He was the president as well, cut two maximum checks totaling $5,800 to the campaigns of New York Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Virginia Senator Mark Warner during the 2022 election cycle. Becker also gave $2,500 bucks 
to the New Democrat Coalition Action Fund in May. The, the New Democrat Coalition Action Fund sent $1 million in contributions to numerous Democrat politicians. Becker's most recent donations were $5,600 to President Biden and the Victory Fund. Jeffrey Leernick, the CEO of SVB Securities, different little arm of there, uh, donated $1,250 to Massachusetts Dem Jake Auchinloss during 2022 and 2020. The bank's political action committee has received around $40,000 from its employees. So the bank, this SVB bank, has its very own pack, And so they launder the money from their employees and then donate it to Democrat causes. In particular, contributed thousands to Warner, contributed a lot to New York Democrat Representative Gregory Meeks, North Carolina Republican Representative Patrick McHenry as well. So they don't really choose between Democrats and Republicans if it suits them. But more often than not, it only went to Democrats. They also went to Democrat from Michigan, Senator Gary Peters, California Democrat, Maxine Waters, brain surgeon over there, and Zoe Lofgren. So also from Zero Hedge, we find out what I brought up uh, two days ago or last week. SVB donated $73.4 million to BLM and related entities. What does that really mean? Who knows? So they donated all of this. And according this is according to a database by the Claremont Institute. SVB pledging in the summer of 2020 to increase its commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, D-E-I. So what do we know about Black Lives Matter? We know that Black Lives Matter was a money laundering operation so that these businesses and these huge donors can go above and beyond the legal limit when it comes to funding the election campaign against Donald Trump. And I don't want to say it was Biden's campaign because it was really not his campaign. He didn't do anything. He put a lid on it at 9 a.m. every morning and head out in his basement while Trump was out there actually doing things. So it wasn't Biden's campaign. It was the, the campaign against Donald Trump. Democrats would donate to Black Lives Matter. That money was taken care of by a company or a former company called ActBlue. What did ActBlue do? It was a Democrat political action committee, and ActBlue distributed the funds however they saw fit, whether that was to Bernie Sanders, Joseph Biden, name any other idiot that ran on the Democrat ticket. So all of these people in there that thought, oh, I'm going to donate to Black Lives Matter— you get to the banking crowd, they know what's going on. They know that it's not for black lives. And they know that black lives, in their opinion, probably don't matter because they only want to dip their beaks. They don't care about, they claim to care about diversity and inclusion, whatever. It's a buzz phrase so that they can get more funding from the federal government and the state. All they want to do is come out on top and abuse their positions of power to unelect Donald Trump in this instance or push around whoever else goes against the narrative, right? It just so happens that Black Lives Matter was a nice money laundering operation. So when we see this kind of bank doing that kind of funding, $74 million to Black Lives Matter, which ultimately goes to Act Blue, which ultimately goes to the Democrat Party, 
we know that they're engaging in a massive money laundering operation because they want to donate a lot more to the Democrats than they're legally allowed to do. Also, during the pandemic, CEO Greg Becker announced an employee matching program for donations focusing on pandemic response, social justice, sustainability, supporting women, black and Latinx emerging talents and other underrepresented groups. Nobody uses the phrase Latinx except old white Democrats, by the way, the company said, and that the calls to end systemic racism and social inequities Following the death of George Floyd. Yes, that's right. Uh, I mean, do we really have to go into the background of George Floyd? Uh, in May of 2020, had a profound global impact. No, but it did because it was ginned up by compromised mainstream media outlets. They had also continued, we responded by expanding opportunities for dialogue. Additionally, we provided opportunities for actions, mobilizing our employees and clients to join in community service through Tech Gives Back, a volunteer program to fight against racial, uh, a fight for racial equity and social justice, not against it. <laughs> that was, could you imagine that? But anyway, you get the point. You get the point. This bank is starting to look more like a massive money laundering operation for Democrats and big tech than anything else. And so once you start to put these pieces together, then a fairly different picture starts to emerge. Israeli banks, this comes from Paul Joseph Watson, transferred $1 billion out of SVB Prior to the collapse, Israel's two largest banks, according to the Times of Israel, Bank, I couldn't pronounce this, Lumi and Bank Hapolim, I guess so, set up a situation room that has been operating around the clock to help firms transfer their money from the bank before it was seized to accounts in Israel. Over the past few days, teams at Lumitech the high-tech banking arm of Bank Lumi, uh, have been able to help their Israeli clients transfer about a billion dollars, the bank said. While many companies in the U.S. were not able to withdraw funds, Haaretz reported that a good many Israeli companies had been able to get their money out in time. Now, what kind of precognizance do we have here? A billion dollars, miraculously, is transferred back to Israel for all of these Israeli banks and companies? How did that happen? You can't just set up a situation room like this two days in advance. You must have known, or somebody must have known, like the CEO and the CFO and the and the other clown that uh, cashed out on their stocks, they must have known that something was going south. And that thing going south was the bank itself because they had time to transfer a billion dollars. And here's another person, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, however you pronounce his name. There was a little blurb that went around talking about Peter Thiel being responsible for this collapse, and that started to get the old gears working in Chris Michael's head. So there was another article. Peter Thiel's foundations fund, or Founders Fund got its cash out of Silicon Valley Bank before it was shut down, and this is from Insider.com. Peter Thiel's Founders Fund had no cash left in the bank by Thursday as it began to unravel. That was according to Bloomberg. And a source told Bloomberg that the PayPal co-founders fund, which is Peter Thiel, had moved 
to close its exposure to the bank after running into problems using its services. The venture capital group had been engaging in a capital call where it asked investors to send funds to invest in a company by transferring those funds to Silicon Valley National Bank. However, those funds did not go through as expected. And so Peter Thiel ultimately went, no, that's it. I'm going to pull my money from all of this. And then he, I guess, recommended other businesses do the same. And then all of a sudden you have a route because other individuals that aren't necessarily aligned with Peter Thiel suddenly start to see these actors doing something. And in this case, pulling the money out of the bank. So what are they going to do? They're going to say, oh my God, there's a run on the bank. We have to get everybody out of here. So they pull their money, right? So what do we have here? We have potentially a Democrat money laundering bank where everybody that sat on the board of this bank was a Democrat mega donor. Some had blubbery titties. And only one individual that actually had any common sense and knew how to do his job sat on that board. And then you had Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel. What do we know about him? What do we know about him? How did Peter Thiel get involved with a potential Democrat money laundering or operation? When What do we know about Mr. Thiel? Well, Mr. Thiel, according to CNBC... He was one of Donald Trump's mega, mega donors. Aha, this becomes a little bit more interesting. Thiel is a billionaire thanks to his early investments in Facebook, where he was a board member there, co-founder of PayPal, investor in a number of tech companies. He read Anne Rand in high school and admired Ronald Reagan. At Stanford, he founded a conservative newspaper, remember that Stanford story, and sought work with several Supreme Court justices. Also, while a derivatives trader, uh, snake oil salesman, he was a speechwriter for a former U.S. Secretary of Education, quit his job as a lawyer and a trader because neither fulfilled his urge to make a difference, and that's what led him into politics. Now, another little aspect of this that was in another article that I did not cite here because it was obviously a hit piece in that Democrat slanted article. They clearly make Peter Thiel out to be gay. So why has this gay powerhouse uh, with Trump? Why isn't he on our side? That's how the whole article went. And they went on to slam Peter Thiel for a long time. Uh, he was also a loud supporter of Trump which made him an outcast in Silicon Valley, where many tech industry execs and workers were distraught over Trump's victory. I think one thing should be distinguished here is that the media is always taking Trump literally. It never takes him seriously, Peter said, but it does, but it always takes him literally. I think a lot of voters who vote for Trump take Trump seriously, but not literally. So when we, when we hear things like the Muslim comment or the wall comment, their question is not, are you going to build a wall like the Great Wall of China or, you know, how exactly are you going to enforce these tests? What they hear is we're going to have a saner, more sensible immigration policy. So you have a huge mega MAGA donor sitting around and working with a major Democrat bank. Now, let's put some perspective on all of this. 
if a major MAGA donor in the form of Peter Thiel takes his money out of a Democrat bank that has all Democrat board members on it, Democrat mega donor board members on it, we know that they're laundering money for Democrat elections. We know that they're de- donating massive funds to idiocies like Black Lives Matter, which ultimately goes to Act Blue. What do you start to see here? You start to see a mega mega donor destroy a Democrat run bank. This is a precision strike against the Democrats on behalf of Donald Trump. Peter Thiel, the mega mega donor, is the one that started the bank run. And he is the one, ultimately, for right or wrong, whether he meant to do it or not, is, well, I'm, I'm pushing the idea that he did mean to do it. He is the one that caused this bank to crash. What else do we know about this bank? It is the tech's favorite bank. We know that they have a ton of Green New Deal startups in that bank. We know that they have the Chinese government in putting their money in that bank. The Israelis were smart enough. They got it out fast. But the Chinese government and their industries were in this bank. So if this is true, and I suspect it is, I think that Donald Trump and his allies like Peter Thiel needed a way to take out the illegal funding of these various militant arms of the Democrat Party. Hello, Black Lives Matter during the day. Good night to Antifa in the evenings. They're trying to make sure that these Democrats do not have the correct tools to compete in any significant way during the 2024 election cycle. That's what this whole thing is about. It was a precision strike to make sure the Democrats were taken out or have their money laundering operation taken out. And think about this other story that I brought up yesterday. This bank went under. They tried to sell it off during the weekend. They had a blacklist and a whitelist of banks. They did have a number of banks that were willing to buy SVB. The problem is the Biden administration had a blacklist and those banks that wanted to buy it were on that blacklist. Could those banks have been potentially aligned with Donald Trump? None of the banks on the whitelist for the Biden administration wanted to purchase that bank. So what did they do? They nationalized that bank, said we're going to bail you out, insured or otherwise, according to that sheet, to the tune of $9.9 trillion. And don't worry, taxpayers, it won't affect you in any way. You could still buy your $5 a gallon gasoline. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we start to really see what happened with SVB here, because I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong in this. They had to take out the militant arms of these Democrat operations, and they had to take out the funding mechanism for those riots and those God knows what. The false flags, remember? Oh, everybody's, you know, everybody's a neo-Nazi now. 
right? And then we haven't heard about that in, what, three years now? Nobody's a neo-Nazi anymore. I'm sure we'll see more of it next year. So they had to take out all of the way those groups got those funding, get, got that funding. So that's, that's my little theory. This was a precision strike. Take it out so that we can really hit them next year in 2024. Okay, that's it for me. I said I was going to bring up the UFO book. I will bring up the UFO book. I'll do maybe 15 minutes, 10 minutes on that because I'm really just going to flip through all of the pages to get to the part where I underline because I abuse all of my books. I'm sure, like I brought up last night, this book was worth $4,000. It ain't worth that anymore with my pen marks all over it. So Last Call Caravan, everywhere you go. Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Remember to stay fuzzy. Remember to stay beautiful. Remember to stay brilliant. This is Chris Michaels.